Welcome to the Three Thirds Bank, One Third Scouts podcast. It is episode number 45 and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon Ryan. How are we both? Excellent. Excellent. How are you guys? How are you, Cheesy? Very good. Very good. Today's my anniversary. Eight years married. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. And, and, and I must, I must say, I must have to thank my wife for letting me come on anniversary night to do this, <laughs> to, to do this podcast. And we have celebrated it. We have, we have been out over the weekend, which was, uh, which was very nice. So, um, but yeah, we are recording it on my, on my actual anniversary. So, and it means yeah. the day after your anniversary, and Ashley gets to do her favourite thing, which is listen to our podcast. Absolutely, whether she likes to or not. <laughs> Because we because we share a, a Spotify account, I can just play it to her in the car as she's driving down the road. So. <laughs> and that is true love. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, how she, did she, you celebrate? What's it, tell us all about your weekend. So we um, so in so we'd always we were always planning to go away. Um, so we weren't quite sure kind of what we were going to do. Um, we thought about maybe. Um, going off into the wilderness and spending time in in a in a hut with a hot tub or doing some glamping, but we kind of realised it's not really our thing. So um, we picked a city, and that city was Leeds, um, and then we dropped the kids off at my mum's on Sunday, um, and then we drove down the sixty two, um, and had a nice old time in Leeds um, afternoon on Greek Street, which I'm glad I remembered from the last time I went to Leeds. Um, some nice cocktails, a few zombies. <laughs> uh, I had to stop after a few zombies. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to um, where did we go? Went to Neighbourhood, Alchemist, um, and then a few other bars as well. Um, and then San Carlo for some food, which was very nice. Um, and then an evening in Flight Club, where um, it's the first time I've been, so I was very impressed. Who um, won? Well. I did win, but not by not by the biggest matches. <laughs> so we ended up playing twenty seven games of darts. Twenty seven, wow! Because there was on well, there was only two of us. That's, uh, that's going to test your commitment to darts, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, twenty seven games in a row. We played. We, the thing was because we went we where the restaurant when we went to San Carlo, we got the food quite quickly. So we normally like we were like right, we'll get to the restaurant about. Seven o'clock. It normally takes about an hour and a half to have some food. The thing um, is, it's, yeah. it speeds it up when they just deliver it to you on one plate. For, if, you know, <laughs> when they don't just like chuck it from the chuck it piece by piece from the chef to the mouth. You're, yeah, well, you, exactly. You're the traditional you have way you, you have to do <laughs> You have to watch it physically being cooked in front of you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we went. To, so then we thought we'd have a chuddle love. But we were kind of in. We were in flight club for half eight, so we just said, "Oh, well, we're half an hour early." So it wasn't. It wasn't busy on a Sunday night. So they let us, like, so they kind of set us up and stuff like that. And they set us up. So we were going at half eight. So we were half an hour early. We booked it for 90 minutes. And then they came over about, um, I think it was about 10 o'clock. And we thought they were just going to kick us off. And he said, oh, you've, you, you're the last one's on it. Do you want another 15 minutes free? And I, by this point, I was, the, 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 the accuracy was, was a bit off. Um, and I think I think both me and Ashley were a bit, it's another game of darts we're going to be playing. Um but no, I think we 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 found some games that we like to play, and 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 we had a really good time. And I think at that point, about three quarters of the way through, Ashley was getting up ahead of steam, and I think it won five games out of six at one point. So she didn't want to stop. Um, but no, we, I think we were playing to about 
something to 11, I think it was. Um, so how does it work? Do you, do you play like sort of just 501? Or, or no. Do they play like sort of funky games? Yeah, yeah. there's like... A, there's like, like stakes and yeah. ladders and all sorts, isn't there? Yeah, so we played that quite a few times. So the, I think the, the best one to play is probably Killer, but you have to play it in a big group. I think when there's only two of you, I know that you can play like... There's some of them that you, you couldn't really play, but Demolition like is... You just have to get one eight two. So you just you kind of one player goes first, one player goes. It doesn't. You have to finish on a double. You can make it harder by saying, "Oh, you have to finish on a double." Um, but there's other games like Quack Shot, where like you you score three points for the ball, uh, two points for the green, and then the the that circle then around um, the twenty five is one, and then if you hit like treble, you get like minus two. Or you get one point. I think you get mi- minus one point for hitting the circle outside of that. So there's different games you can play and, and different things you can do. So, um, yeah, we we had a really good time. It was really good. Recommend it. When um when I used to work in a school with Ross, there's there was a lunchtime club that I used to have to uh, supervise sometimes, and it was called like it was called like youth club. I don't know what it was called, but it was like basically in this room that had a pool table. And you'd have half an hour and eight lads that wanted to play pool. And so I used to always play killer with them because obviously it means you can get like all eight playing at once and keep all eight people simultaneously um, like focused on it instead of causing mayhem because they're not the two that are playing. But I, I used to always try and come up with a different name for it because I thought I can't be telling them to play killer. Like you just didn't feel an educationally responsible thing for me to be doing. So what name did you come up with? Oh, I can't remember. I, I think I called it like Survivor or something. Or like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I call it something that, that did make sense. And also, I mean, I don't know if you want to take this little tip from me, Ross, but I used to also give them way too many lives. So like give them like three lives each. So that way no one actually gets knocked out inside the first half an hour. And then it's the end of end of uh, break. Back to class. Oh, what a shame. We'll have to finish it off next week, lads. <laughs> we don't have a pool table anymore. This, uh, otherwise, I would have took those handy hints oh, yeah, in, my, little... in my row. Yeah, just a little little things you pick up along the way, mate. Yeah. Well, now that well, day I, I didn't mention this last week, but obviously the the new cricket bar in the corn exchange has opened. Oh yeah, Six, which sixes. I feel needs yeah, which I feel needs to be a. Uh, even if it's an evening um, get-together, just to go and have a bit of a game. Yeah, it's got sports show night hour in all over, hasn't it? We could have a right old sports day. (laughs) There's baseball as well. Yeah. You can go play golf as well. I think think the golf's a bit further out, though, I think, isn't it? No, the the range is only at Piccadilly. Oh, yeah. And they're putting a new... Is it not crazy golf in the print works already? Yeah. Crazy golf. But they're putting a there's a there's a new there's a new place opening up called Putters, which I think is a bit like Roxy Ballroom in in the Arndale upstairs. I keep having being advertised. I think that's open in October, but I think that's got crazy golf in it, and it must be massive. Well, in that bit, I don't know if it used to be Birdcage or it's next to where Birdcage is. I went was walking past it. It must have been a couple of months ago, but it looked like they had like loads of like funky sort of pub games in there. I don't I think, I think that's a ballroom, 
Oh, is it? Um, I think I might. All oh, right, yeah. Because Roxy Bowling used to be up, didn't it? Did it? I can't remember. It's on Deansgate, wasn't it? It was above. Yeah. Like, the yeah, yeah. Was it moved? I think so. I think they took oh, right. place. Oh, it's all that. Yeah. It's that bad if we, can, if we don't know where it is in town, isn't it? Well, I was in town on Saturday, but I didn't go near there, so. Well, tell us about your weekend, Ross. My weekend? Well, uh, well, it, it, well, it started off looking like it's going to be a very disappointing evening because weekend, to be honest, uh, had a tough week at work. And then obviously uh, found out during the week that my plans to go to the cricket on Saturday had been scuppered. Because of uh, the pandemic, uh, so then I was thinking, well, that's my Saturday gone. But then Friday night, uh, as I got home, uh, someone from work phoned me up and said, because obviously Park Life was on Saturday Sunday, but always before Park Life the night before, they always have a big band play. It's a new order play, didn't they? Uh, he phoned me up and said, "Do you fancy going? Um, it's a new order tonight." And I thought I would have loved to. Uh, but Claire was out having a meal, so I had to sit in and watch the kids. So I couldn't say I couldn't find anyone. And then what got me the most is he, when he first phoned me up, he said, oh, "I can get two tickets face value, be fifty five quid each." And I was thinking, "Well, it's a bit much, but I'll pay it." Then when I said I can't go, he messaged me saying, "Oh, I've got in, only had to pay twenty quid for a ticket." I was thinking that's just rubbing salt and And then it like he just kept. Like messaging me videos of the gig, I was thinking this. Oh, just... oh no! Yeah, you you have to. You said you wanted to go. You have to miss out. Here's what you're missing out on. Uh, so yeah, so I was, Friday night wasn't wasn't the best, and then uh, Saturday instead of going to the cricket, I'm going to Manchester. I mean, the people that I was going to go to the cricket with were up some drinks uh, in Manchester. I mean, we kind of half opened with the aim of finding a pub that would be illegally showing. the the United match. Uh, but as with all these illegal things, no one's allowed to advertise them, are they? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, down, so we didn't find any of that. Uh, so yeah, just stayed out a few drinks and came home. Uh, and then uh, Sunday morning, uh, played football. Started off on the, on the bench. Uh, it was a clash. We've only been one game, but it was a clash of the top two. So, we went, uh, what did we do? We went 1-0 down, got it back to 1-all, 2-1 down, got it back to 2-all, then we went 3-2 up. Uh, so we're 3-2 up at this point. On steps, Ross Smith gets subbed on, 20 minutes to go, with the instructions to shore things up. Uh, so I go on, 20 minutes goes by, make a few tackles, play a few passes, and then it gets to about the 92nd minute, they have a corner, Comes right, the guy crosses it in. I'm at the near post area, edit out and go straight back to him. So I come rushing out to close him down, stop the cross coming in. In my haste to rush out, he, he kind of checks back in on his left foot. I dangle a weak leg out. He goes crashing over it, penalty. Oh. So we end up giving up it. Injury time, penalty, ends up three all. Oh, no. So that was. That was me coming on and shoring things up for the team. 
What was um, what was the, the atmosphere like, and what did you see, mates, afterwards? Well, I, I I went as soon as the final whistle went went straight over. It was like apologies, but I could just you know you're looking around. I was looking around on the pitch. I was stood there looking around. And I could just see like disappointed looks coming over oh, at me. Not even <laughs> not even anger, just disappointment. Yeah, it was it was very much like we've worked hard to get ourselves back into this. You've come on for twenty minutes and fucked it up, <laughs> basically. So I apologised in person, apologised again in the WhatsApp group. So, yeah. So, yeah, but unbeaten still, unbeaten, top of the league still. So we'll see how we go. And, and a new I'm... kit launched, I believe, Ross. Yeah, next week. Kit, new kit arrived today, new sponsor um, for the team. Uh, we've got a garage, local garage to sponsor us. Uh, so they kindly paid for the kit. It's arrived today at the manager's house, so it will be getting debuted on Sunday. Nice hoops. Hoops. Looks like a um, flamenco from, from Brazil. What do you do that with your old a, ones? I, I presume someone's just collecting them. No, I mean, because you get a new... You get, do you not have a new kit every, every season now? Well, we have. But I presume the manager's just... He's got three kits, four kits in his house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never know, do you? When you might have a black kit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the old third kit. But the problem is, like, it, it's no one's numbers. Like, the no one's kits. I mean, like, you don't have yeah. your own. It's just a number, isn't it? So no one gets to keep it. Everyone. Everyone keeps so it just gets stayed. So, are there any of the companies that have sponsored you over the years that have now gone bust? Have you outlasted anyone? Uh, oh, no, actually, no, I think they're all still going. I tell you, when I first the boost they get in custom once people see them on, on your chest, well, exactly, exactly. they're an Aldo effect, yeah, the amount. Well, that's why, that's why when I was playing right back, the amount of left wingers I kept out of the game just because they were trying to read what the sponsor was. So I just kept <laughs> hiding it away from them. And that's all they focused on all game, luckily. But I, when we I've, first, got this, I, um, I've got a Stanley Charles football top. And uh, it just says sausage and mash across the front where it would say the sponsor's name. And my cousin bought it for his brother, my other cousin, who lives down south. And he... Um, he says that it's like a northern distraction tactic. So that when Kevin's playing football, when he wears it, they the opponents read the are too busy trying to read the shirt. That gives Kevin that extra little split second to nick the ball off them or run past them. That's it. Yeah. What what, what you need to do is uh, get that point that that's pointless question on your back rather than your name. Who's yeah. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just be giving out little teasers at corners, man. Well. I think from now on, what's going to happen is I'm not going to get brought on at all from my <laughs> Sunday performance. Just start, just start throwing questions out from the sideline. As, oh, as, as soon as I got asked, anyone asked for availability next week, I thought I'm going to get my name down in first before they could say, oh, sorry, you're too late. <laughs> first one to reply to that message I was. You stood on the sidelines in your uh, three-thirds man, one-thirds scouts training top. Yeah. I took, I, I took some decent pictures, actually. 
I mean, when Teddy had his game and he got praise for his goalkeeping performance, like when I was on the sidelines and I sent some of the pictures and they said, oh, they're good pictures. I thought, don't don't associate with me this now. This isn't what I want to be doing. I'm not chief photographer. I don't want to be stepped down. I know I gave up the captaincy last season, but don't relegate me to club photographer. Yeah. So, what about you, Simon? What did you go up to? Well, I had a, I had a brilliant weekend actually. On um, on Friday, we went to go and watch Meg the Stallion at Warehouse Project, which was uh, which yeah. was fun and uh, very warm, but fun. And then <laughs> on Saturday, um, just in general, actually, cheesy mentioned it. Like before we started, I would, I just love the way Manchester just felt like the centre of the world this weekend. It just felt everything was happening here. Virat Kohli was here, park life was going on. Um, Ronaldo was back making his de- like. I, I just felt like Manchester was like the centre of the world, which I always love. Um, on Saturday, having said that, at like two thirds of this podcast went to Leeds on Saturday. Um, <laughs> A mate of mine was doing those charity boxing fights. We had to get out. We knew what it was going to A mate of mine was doing all those sort of charity boxing fight type things. So we went to that. It was really good, to be fair, and it was sort of quite good fun. And it's strange going to it because I've been to like quite a lot of boxing. And often when I've been, there's been like someone who I want to win, whether it's like Anthony Crawler or whoever. But I know I've been there where there's someone that I really wanted to win and, more importantly, like, really wanted them not to get hurt. <laughs> 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 it's just not, it, it was a different dynamic to the to the night. And then uh, and then we just went out drinking afterwards and I went, ended up in Revs to Cuba in Leeds and danced the night away. And then on, on Sunday, massive hangover. Uh, drove back, had a Mackey's. And then uh, Sunday evening, we went for a walk around Heaton Park, which was quite nice, just sort of listening to listening to park life, sort of filtering through the air. It was, uh, it was a, yeah, it was a really cool evening. When you when you went to the boxing Simon, how many people were how many people were up? Was it like three or four fights, or was it like a no, good, it was like, like twenty? Oh wow! They fought and they were, they they'd fought they they all fought three rounds. So, so they were getting through, but it was like it sort of started at like half five and finished at about ten. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they did get through him to be fair, but yeah, like so, my mate was like on like midway through the second bit. So we've been there a while at that stage. Wow. Well, I suppose if there's, that many, if there's that many people there, no. or did he not? <laughs> no. <laughs> But I mean, it wasn't like he didn't get obliterated. He just he just lost, so it was okay. What, on points. Yeah, yeah. Did you but feel lost fairly on points? clear point loss? I would say. All oh, right, okay. But it must have been pretty busy. If twenty, if there was twenty fights on, that's obviously well. Yeah, fights. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty random. It was like in this sort of sports hall type thing. Hey, and get this: at, at the bar, you couldn't pay on cards. You had to pay on cash. Oh. Which you know wasn't really prepared for. It's not virus safe, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say nothing about the venue was COVID secure. Would be my. Uh... Oh, I tell you what. On so you did have to show a vaccine passport on the Friday at Warehouse Project. So I'd, I'd sorted it all out and I'd like I took a screenshot of it to show. And then as we came up, they were like, "Oh, make sure you got your vaccine passports ready." 
And then they got to the bit where he checked it and he just sort of saw, like they didn't scan it or anything. They just sort of saw that you had it up on your phone and then just waved you through. You know, well... <laughs> could have screenshotted it like one for a million people. Yeah, anyone could have watched that. I, mean, I could have just Googled it. <laughs> so I'm not surprised they've scrapped that idea because <laughs> if we didn't keep anybody safe, I would say on Friday night that. Um, was it was it bit was it busy on Friday night then? Because where about how many people how many people were there? A couple of thousand or ten ten thousand? Absolutely. Oh wow, way. And and I would say again, actually, the bar situation was not good enough in terms of there just like wasn't enough people working behind the bar. Big queues. Is this where we went to watch the semi final? No, that's no. There's one. There wasn't ten thousand people in there, was there? I don't know. Was Where was it? People in there. It kind of it kind of backs onto Freight Island, I would say. Oh right, okay. I think they have had warehouse project stuff in that venue where we went, but it wasn't. It's not the. I don't think it's the main. I don't think it's the main one. I think that was a bit further up and a bit further around. I think I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, ten thousand ten thousand people feels like a lot. But yeah, it was all all really f- good fun. Did it uh, inspire you to do some white collar boxing? So no. uh, well, I think I'm too good looking, uh, so I'm not sure I could risk it. And I'm, and I'm yeah. getting married next year. I mean, imagine if I'm can't go to my wedding because I'm in, I'm in prison for for GBH. <laughs> I mean, you know, with my power and strength, with with the practice I've been doing on the punch bag. Yeah, I mean, I could seriously hurt someone, couldn't I? I mean, you went you went straight for prison. I I thought more hospital time into there, so I must be doing <laughs> must be doing a bit of a disservice. Did you ask for also... a nickname? Um, yeah, they did introduce. I don't know. He didn't have a nickname, but they, I think some of them must have had nicknames. And they had like a, there was like a prize for the best walk on. Oh, I was going to say, was there a big fanfare of the walk ons? Or yeah, yeah. So you got to choose your own walk on music. Yeah. So what did your mate choose? Oh, well, that's the thing. Uh, before, and I was like asking him what, he, and he's like really into music. And I asked him what he was walking out to. He was like, "Oh, it's a surprise." And it was a song I'd never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> so then they asked me about it afterwards, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah that was good, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> an actual, an actual surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but there was quite a lot of Eye of the Tiger got played on the on the night. I would say. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, what would you, what would you two walk out to? I don't know. I don't know either. What? I've well, so I've had the thing. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. Because I've had the thinking time. I haven't just dropped the question. Obviously, I've just dropped this question on you two. But I, having spent an evening thinking about it, I would like you know the instrumental bit from Kanye's uh, from All of the Lights, where it's like oh, do yeah. do do do. I'd, I'd start with that. I'd have my head down. And then that song after after the internet like, it goes oh like it sort of suddenly starts. Then I'd look up, the lights had come on, and then maybe it's like don't look back in anger or Wonderwall or something like that. Obviously, I'd be making my big fight probably at the MEN making my debut, wouldn't I? So so I'd have a big Manchester crowd there. Well, of course, yeah. What's the uh, I, you know what I might walk out to the. Uh... I can't remember what it's called. What's the, the, you know, the last leg music? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
tell you what, that's Channel Four get the money's worth out of that song, don't they? Because they do, yeah. <laughs> After two weeks of the Paralympics, I've heard that song like a lot. I feel that's what I'd maybe choose. Any ideas, Cheddar? Are we coming back to you later? Um, it'd have to be something really upbeat. I don't really know. I don't really. I can't. Off the top of my head, I couldn't think of something that I'd be able to walk out to. But I thought some... Simon. Actually, sorry, Cheezer. I thought you'd go for James Blake. Limit to your love. <laughs> what would be really dark? with hood up. Yeah. Almost uh, Deontay Wilder style headdress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd want a Deontay Wilder outfit. Yeah, that's why I'd, I'd ask him for that. He's probably trying to get rid of that one as well, isn't he? he must be. <laughs> Best on eBay. Yeah, you will. You won't want much money for that, will he? The postage is putting everybody off. That's the problem. <laughs> well, no, no. The amount, yeah, the amount it weighed. I was going to say, <laughs> or the amount he claimed it weighed. Bet UPS charge a fortune. Yeah, it's probably worth more in postage than it is actually in melted, <laughs> melted down metal or whatever it is. Go on, Cheddar. You were going to say. Um. It has to be something really upbeat. I don't know. Like I don't. If I was if I was thinking about Walker music, my instant thing would be like um, like wrestlers Walker music. Like Brock Lesnar's Walker music in wrestling is just it's just incredible. But then there's um, Chris Jericho who's gone to AEW now. He wrote his own song that he comes down to. And everybody sings it. So I don't know if that would be better that everybody would sing a song with lyrics in, or you would just have an instrumental which is just drums and thumping and. I'd have to be charged up. Yeah? Was that, uh, let me guess, was some of the other songs that we, I bet, I bet uh, Eminem Lose Yourself was one of the songs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that. it might have been actually, yeah. There was a yeah. few like really heavy rock songs, that I, you know, like intimidatingly shouty ones that I'd never heard of. What's the, um, uh, is it Ace of Spades? Oh, yeah, that was definitely one, yeah. Yeah. Tell you what was awkward. Well, not awkward, but like one guy, like click. Because you have to sort of, I know, you know, the main sort of setup is that you sort of sell the tickets, don't you? And that, and to be honest with you, that's something that really puts me off. I really wouldn't fancy having to like go around to everyone you know saying, "Will you come?" Um, but like one guy had like sold lots. He had a lot of people there, and like <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for his opponent because like they were really like cheering him on. And his opponent was sort of onto a bit of a loser with like his one table's worth of people who were like sort of <laughs> trying their best but still being massively outsung by by this one guy. So you have to be you have to be both Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn at the same time. Yeah, well that that is the thing, yeah. Oh. Is it you just I'm, I'm assuming you have to pay to enter. You can't just go and decide, oh, I want to. I'm going to box or... No, well, no, so I, I'm not... I, I think he, he did just sort of sign up, but then you you do have to sell these sort of... I think you have to sort of promise that you'll sell X amount of uh, tickets, I guess. Yeah. 10 tickets or whatever it is. Yeah, as a sort of minimum, but I mean, yeah, and, and sort of sell as many as you can, I guess. And So I think that is the kind of... The, how the, they make money out of it as a business. Yeah, well, you could just pay, like, even if you just sold five tickets and paid 100 quid to do it, some people would pay for the experience, wouldn't they? Well, you yeah, you yeah. Could just, if you could just sell the tickets, you just sell the tickets, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's not for me. 
No, yeah. It's right. Andrew, Andrew, if Andrew Flintoff can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> they stopped doing it though. They used, didn't they used to be on. They used to be on the telly every. I'm sure every year somebody on the sports release, somebody be boxing somebody else. Yeah, yeah. There was a period of time when it was sort of um, quite fashion. Yeah, because I remember um, I remember Wayne Bridge being really good. The other thing that I, so I just typed in white collar boxing on Google. And it's coming at you can pick your location to do it. Yeah. Like some of these places like Chelmsford and Chichester. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather fight there than somewhere like Liverpool, where there's going to be a load of crazy scousers. Or the, do you know what I mean? What you were fighting there? Like what, Harrogate? Hastings? Yeah. You've, I mean... I, if you're walking around Harrogate, you feel pretty tough, don't you? You feel, yeah. you think like, yeah, I could take anyone from around here. Whereas if I choose Manchester, I'm thinking, <laughs> oof. Yeah, you're going to be stuck in with <laughs> some lad from Moss Sides coming down. Yeah. Harrogate, Harrogate you just get the Yorkshire Elite. So wherever you're going to go, you're going to get... <laughs> Chelmsford will just be Essex. Yeah. I suppose but white-collar boxing just it mentally just attracts certain people. Oh, that's what it is, isn't it? Right, okay. Should we move on? Yes. Um, so we I mean we talked about this before. We were gonna talk about the tennis in the week, but we're not. We're gonna we'll we'll talk about the tennis last. Um, um obviously it's a fantastic um US Open, both men's and ladies part of the draw. Um but we will start with um the football. So we will talk about the round of games over the weekend and of course Saturday did see the return of uh, Ronaldo to Old Trafford, so we will uh, we will start with that, um, and then we'll work through the rest of the results. Talk about the top four, um, and as well any other um, stories that stood out from uh, the weekend's football. Uh, so we'll have a break, and we'll come back after this. Welcome back to the Three Thirds Bank One Third Scouts podcast. Um, and we will start um, in the centre of the world at the weekend. We'll start at Old Trafford um, with uh, Ronaldo's return um, to Manchester United. Um, were you both surprised that he started? Or did you both think that it was pretty much going to be a, a nailed on? Oh, no, yeah, I was certain he was going to start. I think it's just sort of the, the Ronaldo. I mean, he, he, he does like playing matches, Ronaldo. He's sort of not someone who would want to be eased in. He had, you know, he has played. I think uh, he was he was playing for Portugal in the international break, so it's not like he's sort of coming in completely cold, and he's always just in great shape, isn't he? So I was I was pretty confident he, he was going to start, and um, and it he, will uh, be interesting to see because you know now he is thirty, you know thirty six. You normally with when you got a player at that stage in their career, you are kind of managing them a bit, and you are kind of like you know picking the matches you want them to play in. But that very much goes against everything that Ronaldo has been about his entire career. He's, you know, he's the sort of person who just relentlessly likes to play games. He just wants to score constantly. So, sort of left to his own devices, I imagine he'll want to, you know, play League Cup games or whatever. And yet we saw with Fernandez last year. You know, these players that play constantly, it does back. You know, it does come to a, a, a head at some point. But uh, yeah, I, I, I knew he was going to uh, start, and it just seemed a certain to me to me that he'd score. And um, I was delighted he did. And I was listening to to 
Monday night football earlier and Gary Neville was saying about how it's, it has sort of just lift, lifted the whole city. And I think that's sort of true, actually. I think it is the thing that just like everyone's talking about. People are talking, you know, at work, people are just talking to me about it. It's a, it's, it's an amazing thing. What a time. I when I was in Manchester on Saturday, I'll tell you what I was, um, just before, sorry, Ross, just before you, um, um, he was, um, nobody else in the Premier League had scored before he scored on Saturday. I was like, are they just waiting for him to score on Saturday? <laughs> yeah. it was like, no, it must be one of the only times ever there's been so many games at, at three o'clock on a Saturday and he was the first one to score in the second minute of injury time. Yeah, so when I was in Manchester on Saturday, like we went into the director's box because we nearly had a lot of screens, basically, that Sky Sports uh, Soccer Saturday be on. But there was even, like, there was no... Um, so when we walked up, they like, have reserved a table? And we said no. And they're like, oh, well, it's standing room only. So I, I don't know if people have reserved tables just to sit in town and watch Soccer Saturday so they could be around people. But whenever, like, when obviously, like you say, cheesy, no goals have gone in. And then when his name popped up, he was just, like, it was as if he'd watched the goal live, like, the, the, the reception it got. And then obviously with his second goal, again, it was the set, like, People seem to so to focus so much on just the video printer at the bottom because they, they have music on. You couldn't even hear the commentary, so they're just reading, waiting for Ronaldo to pop up. And yeah, the cheers were. It was like you were watching the game live almost. Um, but no, it's uh, it was. I mean, like you said, going back to the, where you think he'd start, he's been bought for the, them type of games, hasn't he? against you know the games that we would find frustrating last season or the season before where we'd have 10 people behind the ball we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to break anyone down at home he's been bought to come on and make the difference in those type of games like he will score goals in big games but it's not the big games we tend to struggle in is it it's we've, we've done Solskjaer's got a great record against uh Pep he's We've done well against Chelsea in the past. Liverpool, we've done all right against the big, the bigger clubs and the games where we can sit back and play on the count. Oh, we've been all right. It's the it's the games where we've not had anyone to break anyone down and um, create. So in terms of starting, I like like on, he'll probably start most games. One because, like you said, Sam, he wants to play. But two because we need someone of that ilk that's just going to get us that tap in get us that goal that, that sets us off on that once we get that one then you can it, it, that's that's it it's getting the first one that sounds so yeah he'll probably will I would imagine he will start pretty much every game apart from I, well I was thinking about this because obviously we play Tuesday night against young boys um, do you play him again or do you play Cavani or well do Cavani's you injured, what do you Cavani do? hasn't travelled but um... yeah do you rest him or do you play him or because I, I was think thinking if, it, if this get I think because I, I was thinking if it was a if this the young boys game was like the third game in the group, you probably wouldn't play him, would you? Because you would have hoped you would pick, you would have got six points from the first two games, and then you'd have enough to overcome young boys. But I think with it being the opening game, you really want to get off to that good start, don't you? And get the three points on the board, and then have the opportunity to rest your players later. So, I think all the teams are going to want to put. You get to twelve points, you're pretty much through, aren't you? So you'd rather win. You'd rather just get those three done. I think um, for all the Champions League teams, I think there's seven games in 22 days. So the League Cup 
I think he's on the following um, week, uh, midweek. And then after that, it's the next Champions League game. And I think it's another League Cup game after that. Um, so there's lots of there's lots of games happening at the minute. So, um, but you're right. Like he's not. It's really weird. He's not played. He's not gelled with the rest of the team. He's. I mean. I mean. He's made a massive impact already. But there's still certain things that probably going to want to play. He's going to want to spend time on the pitch. I mean, he knows Fernandez already, and it's not going to be difficult for him to integrate with everybody else. But everybody else has got to get used to playing with him because that's not really happened. And I'm not saying that that's a difficult thing to do because it doesn't look like it is. But um, I don't know. I think he'll just play. I think he'll just play for a while. He, he, he missed the last game of the... Um, was he was he suspended or did he get booked or did he just agree that he was going home? I can't remember. But he, don't, he didn't play against, against Azerbaijan, did he? You think he went home on the Sunday and obviously he finished off, he signed his contract and did all these, uh, these other bits and pieces and stuff and... Um, trained with the team, which is probably why he started on, on so, Saturday. I, I hope, by the way, just whoever in charge of Manchester United's social media gets a few days off, because they've been they've been working overtime the last few weeks, haven't they? I don't think United have gone an More. hour now without tweeting about Ronaldo, have they? There was a tweet of him, on the, I think it was the Friday, signing a contract. I said, surely he's already signed the contract. No, it's just a it picture has just of him. Been- the the pen wouldn't have even been such the paper. Daniel, the, <laughs> the, the, I forget. I never remember the Dan, when Darren, Daniel Sturridge signed for Liverpool and they did the the contract signing picture. The pen was the wrong way around. <laughs> so I'm yeah. assuming it was just it was just done for. But I mean, like today, the 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 tweet or the story was, or there was some pudding on the table and Ronaldo didn't get it, so nobody got it. And I'm like, I'm not, surely you're not tweeting about that. Surely that isn't the story today that nobody's now eating pudding because Ronaldo doesn't want to eat pudding. <laughs> and then what was the thing from the week? I saw a clip from the weekend or still that um, like before when they were warming up on the pitch, um, Sancho looked like he'd come over and was giving Ronaldo advice about shots. We were probably actually just asking him what he'd done or how he would have done it or something rather than... It was just, it was just random. But I mean, it's Figa pitch, isn't it? He's, he's one of the world's best players if not one of the world's best ever players so it's um, it's great for the league that he's here and he's, he's made a massive difference so well yeah I mean, like I said, go on I was just like last week obviously I was I, I was a bit uh, a bit negative on the whole thinking of it pragmatic where maybe 36 year old blah 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 but no I mean I didn't get to watch the game obviously because it was a 3 o'clock kickoff. but you see the highlights and you hear like the impact here. You just, you know, I, yeah, you just think, yeah, for that one season. And I just like, like you said, Simon, the lift it seemed to give everyone else, like Martial doing that, uh, letting the ball go through his legs for Lingard yeah. to, to put it in. It's just little things like that. You think, you know what? Maybe that would Martial don't like when he was fighting for his place when he took the ball, tried to get a shot off himself, but no, he feels comfortable enough and confident enough to do that. And then even the, like Fernandez's goal, as spectacular as that was, he had all the time in the world. Why does he have all the time in the world? Because obviously Ronaldo's then up against the centre-halves. So they want to step out to close Fernandez down when they know he's got the ability to pick Ronaldo out. So then that allows Fernandez all the time in the world to get his shot off and score his goal. So it just seemed that everyone... I mean, by all accounts... Which match of the day obviously don't show. Uh, Rafa Varane was 
brilliant as well and could have quite easily got man of the match. Um, so, yeah, so maybe it is just all, I don't know, maybe, maybe the title's inside. I don't know. I mean, what I will say for the whole, I mean, like you said, I watched the start of Monday Night Football, but Gary Neville said it was like the top four, they are all brilliant, aren't they, this year? Yeah, so strong. I mean, it is. It is incredible. And, like, I was reading an article the other day about La Liga and about, you know, just how weak La Liga is now. Like, hardly any of the world's top footballers are there anymore. They've lost Ronaldo. They've lost Messi. You know, Memphis Depay is one of the star, star players in the league. Yeah, and, you it's, know, not, it's uh... such a weak league now. And, um, yeah, and, and the top four in the Premier League at the moment are, are just so good. You know, Liverpool can keep those players together and not have another injury crisis. Chelsea and City, so strong. Just to, to loop back to why you were negative last week, what is it about your performances on the pitch this season that's made you think players in their mid-30s can't do it anymore? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, the, it's just the lack of drive, desire. <laughs> um, heart's not quite in it anymore. I don't know. I, I mean, look, he, he, he was good one thing and like, like you say, he is. I think the one thing that you know with Ronaldo, like uh, probably the whole thing that gets thrown up with the Ronaldo Messi debate is who's better. I think most people would agree Messi is the more naturally gifted footballer, whereas Ronaldo has had to work tirelessly day in, day out to become as good as he has done. So you, you, you kind of know that he has that work ethic instilled in, with him, instilled in him. So he's gonna, his drive's going to be there to keep going and keep going and keep going. So you don't expect that, obviously, you sign some players and you think, oh, they score on the debut and then they do nothing for 10 games. So they, but you don't, you, don't think, you don't think that, do you, with Ronaldo? So. I, think, I think the big thing about that, the, the Messi, Ronaldo and Messi debate was, I think Ronaldo can do pretty much anything. I just don't think that Ronaldo can do what Messi could do. So I think, I, I was trying to think about this before. If, I don't know, I'm, if um, Messi was, I don't know, the, the greatest header of a football, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, if he wasn't, if he wasn't as technically good, if he was better at, uh, it was more practical rather than more technical. Like Ronaldo would probably be able to be as good as Messi, but I don't think Ronaldo's got it in his locker to be as good as. But then there was other things like, well, Messi hasn't got anywhere near as many headers as as Ronaldo. He's nowhere near as good in the air. So I think, it, I think it's that really big debate of. Ronaldo is probably the best practical player that there is. Like the, one of the fittest human beings on the planet, is is absolutely incredible in what he can do and what he's and what he's driven himself to do. But you, it's almost like that thing of you can the natural ability that Messi's got. You there's just nothing you can't. It's almost like you can't teach somebody to do that. That's just what he's got, and that's the that's that. I think that's ultimately what it kind of boils down boils down to in the debate and. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's. A, I think it's. A, I think. It, I, I suppose. Does it really carry the hell? Who's, who's better? Does it? Does it really matter? The, the. I mean, if Messi would have come to City this, this season as well, the Premier League would have just been incredible. Would have been every, every week. Would have just been pictures of them too. So, but I think that's the big. The big thing that both of you spoke about is. I don't know. You were. I thought you were a bit more down than I thought you were going to be last week, Ross, about Ronaldo, but he's. It's the bit of giving everybody a lift, and even if he just gives everybody five percent, but it doesn't look like he's given 
like the guys are at the top end of the pitch, 5%, like everybody else has got 5%, like Luke Shaw, like Marshall, the guys that are on the bench, the guys that are not even, the guys that are not even playing. And... No, I agree. I agree. But I also think Rafa Varane's probably give people a lift as well. Just champ, like Champions League winner, La Liga winner, World Cup winner. Like, he's not a, this is what I mean. I mean, Ronaldo's come in, obviously, he's a, but it's, I think he's I mean, probably... it's three really good signings, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the, the, it's hard. It's easy to say it is just Ronaldo, but I mean, you you don't expect Sancho to come in and instantly might make his mark in the team because he's still only twenty. What is he? Twenty one still. But like you said, Rafa yeah. Varane and Ronaldo, they're big. I've been there, done that. They're kind of like even Maguire would be looking across at Varane and thinking, bloody hell, like he's good to have him. Like, you, do you know what I mean? Like. Your captain's looking on. Got bloody arm. Glad he's got. So, yeah. The the next the next thing for United is obviously even even with the Champions League group. So you're going to be playing young boys. I can't remember who you're going to be playing in the second game, but playing Real after that, City, Liverpool, or Chelsea. That's obviously going to be the big test. Obviously, we we've already played Chelsea. City have already been beaten by Spurs. Um, it's how ultimately do is it going to what when it matters in the Premier League? Because even with I don't know, drop points or whatever it's going to be. It's those big games that look like they're going to count probably more than they probably ever have done before. So, I think is it, is it, is it, you play the Manchester Derby first. Uh, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm sh- I never know sh- the fixtures that far in advance. Because I'm sh- sure City's next two games. I don't know. The, I don't know the last one. But I know they've already played last. They played last of the weekend, but I'm sure they've got Chelsea. I'm sure it, they've got Chelsea next. Or they've got Chelsea in a, in a in a week's time or something. I'm sure City's next two games are quite difficult. City have got Southampton and then Chelsea. Yeah, who did they play after that? You know, it's United after that, isn't it? Uh, I think it's United after that because that brings us to the start of October. I believe that City Chelsea are good. What what day is that? Is that a Sunday game? Yeah, it's no half twelve. Uh, so it might be a Saturday. Half twelve. Yeah. I hate half 12 games. United and City don't play in October, cheesy. I don't know where you've got this information from. Oh, we must play you in October then. We must play City at the start of October Six, and you at the end of October. 6th of November is the current date before TV's deal, they pick companies. So, November, start of November, that's what it is. But you must play City or Chelsea before then, surely? No, we play City on the 6th of November. All oh, right. Um, we got one of the big clubs next weekend. We're playing West Ham next Saturday. <laughs> yeah, um, without Mikel Antonio, because he got sent off <laughs> in the fifth minute of injury time. I was like, "What is happening here?" United <laughs> Liverpool's at the end of October. Yeah. So yeah, because we play. By that point, by that point, everyone's had a month of playing together, haven't they? It's not a new team anymore at that point. No, no, but what I'm saying is that it could quite easily be that, I mean, obviously, apart from in a couple of weeks' time when City play Chelsea, that if none of the big games were happening until November, December, that everybody could, like, it could quite easily be that all the top teams have got all the same points and City have got a point less going into the going into the big game. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to make some very interesting... Uh, going to be exciting, isn't it? Absolutely. I hope we get a uh, proper title race this year. Well, I, what I'd really like is United to run away with it, but imagine <laughs> that doesn't happen. I hope we get a proper title race. 
What, one that goes down to the last day? Yeah, yeah. And one that goes down to the last day where a team scores and the other team scores. and Yeah, yeah where they're constantly having to put the table in the top corner as it stands. And there's a helicopter. Because they have to cut to a helicopter flying around with a trophy. Oh, well, they just normally yeah. have four trophies now. They'll just make four trophies, I think, won't they? Just stick them in. Yeah, but they still con you saying there's a helicopter <laughs> with a trophy, don't they? Like, it's the engraver. They've, I see they've got, they've got the engraver on. Oh, the, yeah. Can't <laughs> have a picture of him when they won the league. Um, but, yeah. I always well, wonder I mean, what the rush is with the engraving. Like, it doesn't matter that much, does it? Just no, do it the next day. Don't put the, don't put the, the poor engraver under pressure. Yeah, I mean, because they film as well. But I always think, what if he did just slip? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly <laughs> we have to give the title to Manchester City this season. Yeah. yeah. I bet the, base is, the base is the valuable bit, isn't it? Because that's the <laughs> yeah. history. It's not the actual trophy because they're, they're just remade and remade. It's the base. I bet it's not video. I bet he did that three days ago. They just, they just videoed him doing different different things. <laughs> they should wheel him out into the centre circle. Do it in front of the fans. That's real pressure. Cheese <laughs> it. How do you feel about Liverpool anyway? Obviously, Harvey Elliott with a. Uh, yeah, another, horror... an, another very um, unfortunate incident yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like he's um, completely dislocated his ankle, um, which I don't quite know how you do that from, from the joint that it is, but you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound great. I think somebody said that it looks like it's about six months. Um, so he doesn't look like he's going to be playing again until probably Easter, even if that's even if they bother risking him again for the rest of the season. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did one of the things I didn't do yesterday I was when we went out. I didn't watch this, even though we were in Leeds. Um, so I'd, I've only seen I've only seen a little bit of the highlights and a, and a bit of like stuff that's been on Twitter and stuff. But by the sounds of everything, we were we were quite dominant um, in the first half. Guilty of missing um, chances. Um, but unlike last season, we managed to take three. So I can't remember any of the shots. We had about 25 shots, I think. Uh, whereas last season, we wouldn't have scored at all. Um, we managed to um, score three of them. I think the, the team's taken a little bit more shape now. It is, it is incredibly unfortunate about Elliot. I, I just thought he was going to get three games um, and then probably would end up the re- end the rest of the season on the bench playing the League Cup games and the Cup games. But um, Klopp absolutely believes in him. Looks like he's grown into the role a bit. So it was really unfortunate. Um, Tiago, I think, came in. He's charging that Harvey Elliott thing, you know, because I, I mean, yeah, because he looks like a real talent, doesn't he? And it's like just so many times we, when these players have real those those really bad injuries, and they're never the same again, are they? When they cut, like they come back, but they're not quite. I mean, well, I don't it, know. It did Oxley Chamberlain come on for him afterwards, and it was just a bit like. No, Henderson yeah, that, was Is that the ghost of you know, Ox? The Ox should be in his prime now, shouldn't he? Yeah. But as, he was never been the same since he had that injury. But I then the Luke, thing... Luke Shaw. Well, yeah. He, he you know, how, long his life. how long did it take Luke Shaw to get back to? No, I know. But what I, I, what I'm saying is, if it, it showed that you can have these horror injuries and you can come back, and Luke Shaw's now awarded as one of the best left backs on the planet, isn't it? Harvey Elliott's got time in his hands, hasn't it? Luckily for him, he's not at the end of his career. He's still got. He could, he could have a year, two years. Because, I mean, like you said, uh, Cheeser, you, you assume that this year would have been kind of a getting into the squad anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think it's one of them things you don't... Klopp sees him in training every day and if he's performing better than the rest of the, what the midfielders that we've got at the minute, then why, would, why wouldn't you play him? 
and he he doesn't look. He, I think even like Neville said, like in Carrigan, he doesn't look out of place. So he doesn't just play him, absolutely play him. Um, but yeah, I suppose it, I mean Kiter started the season quite well, so I'm assuming that he will just come in. But Henderson didn't play yesterday. Uh, well, he, he came on obviously, but he didn't start yesterday. So it's whether Henderson will come back in. Um, but I think one of the big things yesterday was um, Thiago's first game um, with Fabinho this year. Lots of people lauding um, Thiago for um, how how well he played with Fabinho. Um, it's that the, I think it's the fourteenth game we've gone without defeat. We've dropped one eleven, drawn three. Um, I mean, Mane got his goal yesterday, even though it took him 10, 10 attempts to get there. So, um, yeah, I think it's. I think it, I think everybody's right. I think it's the the first eleven is is great, but it's what it's what we've got underneath um, underneath that. So. Uh, we had no striker on the bench yesterday because Firmino's injured. Uh, obviously, Elliot's out now as well. Um, so we'll just have to we'll just have to see. But I mean, nobody's talking about Liverpool. That kind of suits. I think everybody in Liverpool absolutely fine. They'll just carry on going about the business as they need to. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, hopefully um, it continues the way it's going. And I, I think Leeds had a couple of chances yesterday. But um, I think the the biggest thing for Liverpool this season is that we every game that we've played this year we've picked up more points than we did in the game last year we drew we drew at Leeds last year we won we won at Leeds this year uh, we Chelsea beat us at home last year we drew at Chelsea this year so I think we already have nine extra points this year than what we did last year in the corresponding fixtures so we just need to keep trundling along um, and see and see where we and see where we get to we've got AC Milan on Wednesday uh, which should be a good game so we'll just have to wait and see. Be interesting. Hmm. And Lukaku's obviously con- continued his good form at the weekend. He's got another two for, for Chelsea. Yeah, but then Sal Niguez was hooked at half-time, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I think that... Um, obviously, Kante's injured. I think that's probably... That potentially could be the biggest thing for Chelsea this season. I know that we're obviously talking about depth and stuff like that, but I suppose the one, the one area they don't have a lot of depth in, which is why Niguez was brought in, is, is in central midfield. Um, he Niguez left Madrid because he didn't want to be a holding midfielder or a left wing back as I believe he was being played um, but then obviously Tuchel chucked him in at the weekend and um, it, didn't, it didn't go particularly well so whether that changes or not I have absolutely no idea but, uh, but yeah not the, uh, not, the, not the start that he probably wanted But who, what are the other options to play in that role? Danny Drinkwater? Does Jorginho have to go back into that sort of sitting role? If yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, did, I don't know why Jorginho didn't play at the weekend because I don't think he played. It's, you know, madness that Jorginho got considered as one of the world's best players, wasn't it? I it's, it's one of them. You win the Euros and you win the Champions League. It was the cross section of Chelsea <laughs> Italian players was. And I think he's. I think he's improved. I think he's found his. I think under Lampard, I, I don't necessarily think you saw the best of him. Whether that was him down in tools or whether that was more the team that was playing around him, but he just seems to be very settled in in the team. Whereas everybody else is doing all the running. He's the eyes and the the, the brain of the team more or less. Now he doesn't have to do things that he's that he's not supposed to do. But I think Kante will be a big miss. He never seems to be fit anymore. So we'll. Um, like the Chelsea City game in a, in a few weeks is going to be uh, will be kind of a, a, a big marker. 
Yeah, should be uh, exciting. And then I suppose the one thing that City haven't had this year is obviously De Bruyne. So I, mean, I, I wrote down like the obviously the top four sides and the the players which are probably most important to them at the minute. Um, and De Bruyne is obviously I think I don't know if he was on the bench on Saturday, but um, lots of good reports again about Grealish. Um, but City just seems to be going under the under the radar a little bit. Um, but they were, I think they were, they were. I wouldn't say they were quite fortunate to beat Leicester, but they, they only won one 0 didn't they? So, yeah. But Leicester City's bogey team, so probably not a bad result in the end. I mean, and Arsenal in the relegation six point with Norwich managed to get the win, didn't they? So, topsy turvy well, all the way around. Did you hear what Arteta said after the game? No, I didn't. That but it don't was tell his me best. No, he said it was his best 10 days as a manager. What, when everyone was on <laughs> international duty? Well, that, I, did, I didn't delve into it. Did you not say it was his best 10 days in football? Oh, I don't know. I thought, I, I didn't know. I, don't, I, I just did best 10 days, even though it was technically two weeks. But, um, yeah, it was a, wow. bit, was, a, was a bit strange. Oh, I, the, I worked. I worked my best stuff when my players out there to listen to me. Yeah, they had. I think four. Ramsdale played. The new right back played. Ben White played. Somebody. I think somebody else. I don't. I, don't, I think four of the back five played like their first game at um, at the Emirates. So, I mean, the thing is, if Arteta thinks that's good, obviously he's never got. A group of unruly teenagers through a half-hour pool club, <laughs> without without any of them realizing you've set the game up so none of them can lose. And that's a thing on his feet for a synonym for killer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've not achieved if you, if you you've not achieved what I've achieved. I can see how that <laughs> something like the last ten days might have been good. For yeah. I'll have to wait to see what he when the next, the next game whether it's the. He's he's bet his last ten days and whether he's got a brand new two days, his best two days is uh, in football. But the I mean I don't know what the Burnley Everton score is at the minute, but they, they play Burnley next week, don't they? Which is could quite easily just completely go back against Arsenal again, bullied off the well, ball. We, well, Everton are winning and are probably going to win, but we said this last week, didn't they? Burnley beating Arsenal is just a classic. Scoreline, what you expect, isn't it? Yeah, and then especially Burnley, Burnley being winless as well. And then, I mean, five days ago, I mean, we were talking about Spurs being a really good controlled team, and after the weekend, I mean, the North London derby could be one of the worst games ever to watch in Premier League history. As I watched a little bit of Spurs and Palace on Saturday afternoon, and it was dreadful. Spurs were awful. Well, that Tanganga seems a very aggressive young man. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he wasn't actually was he? <laughs> Well, he didn't. I think he only played in the centre of defence because I think Davinson Sanchez had. I don't know. I don't know. He, I don't know if he was injured or, or what, but he obviously didn't play. Christian Romero went to um, went to Argentina, so he didn't play. Um, and then Eric Dyer came off, so Joe Roden came on. So he's normally a right back, so he doesn't normally play there. But obviously, they've just signed this new right back from. Barcelona, um, so yeah, it was it it was a bit it was a bit of a, a weird scenario, but I don't think Tottenham had a shot. I know obviously Tanga got sent off after that. Well, Kane, Kane didn't touch it in the box, did he? No, no. 
I mean, it's early stage, but it does feel like under Nuno, they are just refer- reverting back to what Wolves were like under Nuno, wasn't it? You know, they got quite a good result. in. The, it's, I think they're playing Chelsea next week. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the big game if they're able to sit back and play on the counter like Wolves used to always do, do well in the big games and then struggle against smaller teams where if you sit back on the counter, they're just happy to, to happy for you to sit back and not come on. To, and, you know, that. It, it was just so. It just so far looks like classic Nuno, doesn't it? And he hasn't found a way of progressing. But you know, it's early days. I think. I mean, I think Lucas Moura looked quite quite good and quite busy, like at the beginning of the game. But they just looked like they just missed Son. And then Dali, yeah. who'd had quite a good three games previously, <clears> like he was kind of having a bit of a renaissance. Just was, just felt completely in, like ineffective. Um, yeah, it just kind of. The, I think the wheels just kind of came off at the, at the weekend for. For Spurs, it's a handy for Palace as well. That that lad from Celtic scored twice, didn't he? Yeah, he looked. He looked. He, to be, I mean, he came on for Christian Benteke, and Benteke had a couple of chances in the Benteke mould of uh, almost like Sadio Mane after it. Just seemed to just wouldn't go in for him whatsoever. Um, and then Edwards comes on. I think has two touches in the box and and scores. And then I think he, he scored with a header or a different or another deflected shot afterwards. And um, I was surprised. I was, I was, I'm really surprised that Liverpool didn't take a punt on him, fifty million pound. Um, but well, the thing is, he's. I mean, it's just a. It's a real chance you're taking, isn't it? When you sign strikers in Scotland, a bit like when players have been banging them in in Holland or something, isn't it? Like, it's, it's like when Kenny Miller really, came down. Yeah. yeah, it's very hard. It's like it's very hard to gauge what those goals are worth in the Premier yeah. League, isn't it? And he didn't and have basically down tools for about 18 months, hadn't he, at Celtic? Yeah. throwing his toys out the prom. I tell you who I do like at um, Palace, that Conor Gallagher. Yeah. He looks... Uh, and he's only on loan from Chelsea, isn't he, so... No, they bought him. Uh, yeah. I like yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. That's where some of Chelsea's money's come from. I think they paid like 50, 20 million pounds for him, or 15 to 20 million pounds for him. Yeah. He... Well, he looks. He doesn't look a Hodgson signing. I can tell you that yeah. much because he's he's willing to go forward. <laughs> but I think I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Palace's biggest summer summer signing was the guy from Reading that came on halfway through. Alisi, the yeah. Half. And obviously Eze's out injured this year. Uh, I think for the whole season. I don't think he's going to play the whole season. So they've got like the makings of quite a good attacking, um, a quite a good attacking team. And they've got quite no, a well, young... centre half things we're doing as well. They, they signed that centre half from Chelsea, and they got the, the lad that was quite good at Fulham last year, didn't they? Yeah, and so, I think yeah. Tyree Mitchell's there. I think it was only Joel Ward, and there's only there was not, uh, uh, and James MacArthur that were probably there that we would probably consider to be Hodgson type players. But it's like anything; it's all well and good that if Palace don't win a game for eight games, like what happened with De Boer. And they have to bring a Hodgson type player in, then everything everything changes. But Vieira won um, a couple of good results, and it will kind of just bed him in. Well, I think yeah, I mean, this this weekend was perfect for them, wasn't it? And you can get it gets a hard back in form, and I mean, it's Who just knows? I mean, not the same. But I mean, last time Palace changed the manager with De Boer when he went to Ribbler, you did have that kind of oh, what's going to happen with Vieira? But so far. They look quite good. So, well, some I think somebody was saying he wasn't their first choice, but I don't know if Vieira would have been anybody's first choice. And if you are going to take a bit of a punt on somebody, then 
I don't know, somebody that's at least played in the Premier League. Won the won the Premier League. You know, well, quite far the tra- quite far down the road with was it uh, Lucien Favre, the, the guy that's been at Dortmund. Yeah, and they were very close to giving him the job, and then he I think he backed out at the last minute, and that's how they ended up. And I think there were another one. I think they were one of those clubs that were slightly. They were sort of stuck having to wait to see what was going to happen with Spurs and Everton, weren't they? I think sort of the likes of Nuno yeah. were sort of holding out, thinking, and rightly so, he got ended up getting the Spurs job. But it, there yeah. was the big sort of question mark at the start of the season. You know, it was, it was so hard to sort of gauge how Palace were going to do, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you just had no clue, did you? I expect, like you said, they, they, they had such an aging squad, got rid of so many players. Brought people in, brand new manager, and especially the last, the last manager that tried to change what Palace did after after so long had an absolute nightmare in divorce, didn't they? So you thought it was just the right was on the wall again, but um, yeah, they had a decent, they had a decent enough game. Um, another team is playing quite well at the minute as well. Is Brighton have got three wins. Out. I mean, they left us the last minute against Brentford, but three wins out of three wins out of four, nine points. Yeah, but I mean, their their problem is scoring goals, isn't it? There'll be a point where they just don't score. They play no, on the nice football and they don't score. They'll, that's the... they'll go on. They'll go on this run of I don't know, not winning at home for ten games. But I mean, while you can get the while you can get the points on the board, get the points on the board. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, do we want a quiz? Go on, oh yeah, quiz. I'll be up for a quiz. Uh, let me just get it up. So obviously. Uh, this is in honour of Mo Salah, Cheezer. Why, why, what, what, what would it be about? What would it be about Mo Salah? Hundred oh, goals, famous Egyptians in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's the hundred goals. Members of the Premier League hundred goals club. So how many Don't are there? Is me going answer either way? It's thirty, I think. There are well, there are thirty now with Mo Salah. So obviously we've got Mo Salah as the weight. So I want to know: Can you tell me the other twenty-nine? Might oh. be a bit long, but we'll see how many we can get into. Uh, Viva Ronaldo. Uh, one minute, because this is. I'm going to have to mark these off as we go. Um... Surely Ronaldo's in there. Like he is, to be honest. No, I think you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's only on like 80 odd. Some list Ronaldo's not on. Christ. (laughs) Yet. Yet, yeah. (laughs) Give give him him another two games. Well, if Uh, Ronaldo's not right, then Peter Crouch must be. Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch is there. Do you know how many goals? Oh, I don't know. Exactly 100? 111. No, 108. So very close, Chip. Cheater. Uh, yeah. um, we'll start with the ones at the top that beat Mo Salah to the record. So, Alan Shearer. Yeah, I've just got a whiteboard and pen. and I'm going to write these down, the names you've given, so I can... Yeah, Shearer. That's right. So, you've got Crouch and Shearer. Henri. Yeah. Henri, yeah. Um, Harry, Roy. Harry Kane. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be shouting too many out. Yeah, Harry Kane. Rune. Rune, yeah. Um, Andy Cole. 
Andy Cole. Yep. Dwight Floyd. One at a time, please. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you going with? Hasselbank. Yeah. Yeah. And Dwight York. Dwight York. Uh, more of a test sure. of my quick reading skills, this, isn't it? Sure. It's got to be on there. Dwight York, yeah. Drogba. Um, yeah, only just. Paul, yeah. Paul Scholes. Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Yes, Paul Scholes. Oh, He's played in the Premier League for 20 years. Yeah, He's but... got more Premier League goals than Didier Drogba. Oh, well, well, well. I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have said Paul's goal. Far away. Ryan One, Giggs. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got ten so far. Ryan uh, Giggs. Yep, yeah, Ryan Giggs. Robbie Fowler. Uh, I'm sure I've seen his name. Yeah, Robbie Fowler. Have we had Van Nistelrooy? Uh, have you guessed him? Well, well I don't think I've looked. You said, you, said he, you said his name before. I don't know if yeah, he's, he's. I don't know if he's, don't know he's, he's not, not on there. the list. He's not, he's not there. there. He didn't play. Wow. I don't think he played that many seasons, did he? Ah, uh, yeah, that's a fair point. I don't know if you've noticed my tactic so far, Cheesy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 which Premier League year are you on at the minute? <laughs> my, my next guest was Louis Sahar. All right. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I, I, well I was, I'm going down this list now because that's what I was doing. So, Michael Owen. Uh, yeah, Owen. Robin Van Persie. RVP. Uh, nope. No. No. Wow. No. Because he was constantly injured at Arsenal. Oh, no, he is there, actually. Sorry, oh, missed him. Man. Missed him. Swoops in at last. Saved. We'll, we'll stay in North London. Ian Wright. Ian Wright, right, right. Yeah, Ian Wright is there. Carlos Tevez. Uh, I, I don't think seven, so. No, I think he's about... He must be on about 75. No. Uh, did we say Les Ferdinand? Uh, Les Ferdinand. Yep, Les Ferdinand. Um, Berbatov. <laughs> I don't. As, as much as I like enjoying your past United Strikers <laughs> knowledge, yeah, I think you've got to think of the longevity that they were actually in the Premier League. Yeah, but he was, no. he, was at, he was at Spurs for ages. That doesn't mean he scored. Yeah, but you've got, yeah. got 15, 20 goals a season for. Yeah, he must have been. Bang- he was banging him in at Spurs. Yeah, but he wasn't in the Premier League for that long. He wasn't at Spurs for long enough to be... 50, 20 goals a season, still five seasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, Simon. Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> uh, Teddy Sheringham is there, yeah. I'm sure he's got 100 goals for Spurs. Oh, of course. I can't believe I'm, I'm missing Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Is it, does he get 100? Uh, I don't think he did. He was nope, he didn't. Oh, I've had a lot of wrong answers tonight. Uh, Jermaine Defoe. 
Done 17 so far. I thought you were um, counting Jermaine Defoe's goals. Like, Jermaine Defoe is there. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you have to do that for ages. Where do you think Jermaine Defoe uh, is on the list out of the top high. 29? No, I think, I, I, high. I think he just got on the. I think he's just on the list. Oh, well, I would, I would have said him like a 150 plus guy. What are you saying? So, so between one and twenty nine, where are you putting him then, Simon? Well, it's one. Wayne, it's one's, one the height. One's Alan Shearer. One's Alan Shearer. I'll defer top fifteen. Okay, I'll I'll that, go bottom fifteen then. He's ninth, ninth oh, highest wow. Premier League goal scorer of one hundred sixty two. I would have wow. said top ten, but I, I sort of bottled it because Cheesy seemed quite confident he was only close to a hundred. So I, I psyched myself out on that one, but yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing how good your knowledge is of non-United strikers. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Sutton. No, Chris Sutton is not there. Isn't he? Um, no. No, God. He, didn't, uh, he didn't score enough goals when he had to He's Chelsea. He won Golden Boot one season. Yeah, but he only scored like 15 goals. What? You won, you won Golden Boot? Oh, well, the game's gone. <laughs> Um, Have we said said Lampard? We haven't said Lampard, but Lampard is there. I'm sure if if Lampard's there, Gerard must be there. Just. Uh, Yeah, Gerard's there. Uh, Dennis Bergkamp? No. Normally you're quite good at these quizzes, Sam. Yeah, I'm, I've, yeah, I've floundered here, haven't I? You're really you struggling to know. Me, it's because Peter Crouch was right early on. I think <laughs> I've got it in my head that any decent striker must have done it. Uh, I, this this is a bit left field, but I'm, I think this is right. Darren Ben. Darren Ben, yes. Great shout. I don't know how he's scored over 100 goals. No, I, how has he scored 100 goals and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hasn't? <laughs> I don't remember Darren Bent having one good season in, in the league. Are, are you adding Darren Bent and Marcus Bent's goals together? <laughs> yeah, and it, it's still the same number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Craig Bellamy. Oh, that's a good shout. No. You're on 21, so you've got eight to get. Do you want me to start giving you clues? No. No, no, no right, okay. I've got to flounder for the last eight then still. So we've got, uh, we got eight to get, have we? Eight to get. Eight to get. Come on. Let me see what numbers you need. Premier League. Uh, well, no, I don't think you'll have played for long enough. Um, I'm, I'm going to put this in as a joint guess. Joint with and, who? Who are you joining with? And it was well, based on... Because I, I don't know if Cheesy wants to join with any of your guesses at the minute, to be honest. <laughs> Well, the, both these guests are based on the fact that they've just played so many games. I'm going to go for Gareth Barry and James Milner. Uh, they have both wrong. <laughs> so, I don't know how many Milner's got. Um, come on. Well, we, we're chucking them out. You might as well say David James. He's played over 500 games. <laughs> <laughs> there must be another Liverpool player on that list, but I don't think there is. Arsenal. Spurs. Have we had Robbie Keane? Oh, that's a great shout. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That's a great shout. Oh, they did go to Inter, though, didn't he? Uh, Robbie Keane is on there, yeah. There you go. Robbie Keane. Uh, Jamie Vardy. Oh, great shout, yeah. Surely. Jamie Vardy is on the list. Matt Letizia. That's another good shout. Matt Letizia scrapes in with just 100. Ooh. You wouldn't retire on 99 goals, would you? You'd just keep playing. <laughs> So when did Lissizia start? Was he playing before the Premier League? I don't think. I think he did. He not probably that, that goal. That goal against Blackburn is always one of the from I don't know halfway in his, inside his own half, or halfway inside Blackburn's half. He's got like a hat trick of really good goals at Blackburn. I'm sure that was just as the Premier League started, or the ninety three ninety four season. Or was that the Premier League starting? I don't know. Uh, Paul Merton was Paul, how prolific was Paul Merton as a goal scorer? No. Not not that prolific. No. Dion no. Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin, yes. Dion I've got a feeling he, he's gonna laugh at me now, but Darius for sale? <laughs> Christ alive, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Darius for sale was ridiculed when he was playing. I don't understand where <laughs> you suddenly got this illustrious list of great strikers. <laughs> Is he, is it, he, oh. he must be right next to the Michael Ricketts of this world. Well, <laughs> well I, I won't say Emil Hesky then. Hesky is on the list. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Emil. <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad of a striker Hesky is. Um, Pesky, Hesky. Must, must only need four now, surely. Two, three. Yeah, four. Might be getting into clue territory. This. Oh, we said a, we said we said Aguero, haven't we? Not yet. No. Oh, oh well, Aguero's yeah, up there. A good Aguero. Word. Yeah. So now you need number 16, 20 and twenty-four on the list. Oh, this is where it gets tough. Uh, any of them strikers or are they midfielders? Uh, two strikers, one midfielder. Two strikers and a midfielder. I can tell you their clubs if you want that they played for. Oh, the midfielders scored all them goals. Uh, Mark Noble. Mark Noble. No. Well, he takes penalties, doesn't he? I thought he might be chipping in with you know five or six no. a season for a long time. Di Canio. <laughs> no. Oh, Di Canio. I can't wait to read some of these out. <laughs> The problem is when you've not got the list in front of you, you can't. It's hard. Oh, oh no, it's that, to be, to it's that easy for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been too easy if we had the list in front of us, though. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> got, do you want to play a game where basically you read the answers out? To me? No, I mean I still, I still oh, might no. have guessed Berbatov. No, but what is, that what, is, is, that, is that what you think is going to happen at pub quizzes? <laughs> I didn't mean the list of the answers. I mean, <laughs> the guesses in front of you, you've already guessed. Some, something sparks your brain and you think, oh, yeah, that one. Kevin, What about Kevin Phillips? No. Oh, I thought Kevin Phillips was a shoo-in. Do you have a clue? I'm desperate not to have a clue, but I'm also desperate to go to bed. Um, <laughs> Gareth Bale? No. Oh, Gareth Bale. Another great shout. Uh, John Hartson? No. Oh. 
Gent, clue. I think we'll have to take a clue, yeah. Do you want, which, what, yeah, which number do you want a clue for? Number 16, 20 or 24? Which ones have you got a clue prepared for already? What? All of them. I can tell oh. you how many goals they scored and the clubs they played for. Yeah. Any of them. Any of them. Whichever you think will be most fun. Yeah. Right, okay. We'll go 16 then. We'll start at the top. So they scored 125 Premier League goals. They played for Arsenal, Liverpool, Sitter, Bolton, Chelsea, West Brom. And Elka. Yes. Oh God, did we not get Nicholas and Elka? <laughs> so two to go. Do you want another clue? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be No. Oh, that's no. a good so, guess. Fair, yeah. So 20, they've scored 116 goals. Uh, and it's Chelsea, West Brom, Everton, and Manchester United. Oh, Lukaku! Oh, Lukaku. Yeah. So one more to get. Okay. They've scored 109 goals. Just, just give play... us. Just give us one of the clubs. Okay, Manchester United. Oh gosh, we haven't got him. <laughs> Alan Smith. No. no. Is this a midfielder or is this a striker? This is a midfielder. Right. Did we say gigs? You said gigs, haven't you? I've said no. gigs. I've said skulls. You haven't said gigs. Did I not? I'm sure. No. I said gigs. Oh, I think no. You said gigs ages ago. Well, no, when I, that might have been in the World War War One at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before I was taking my time on Derives for Self. Yeah. Gigs <laughs> is the last one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm glad you only gave us one club. <laughs> yeah. When you said just give us one club, I was like, yeah. I will do. <laughs> you, should have said he's only got one. you should have said he's only got one club. Oh. Wow. Hey, Kel, well done. Well, that was shockers from Simon. Yeah, that was a poor night from me, that. Mm. And once Berbatov was wrong, my head was gone. I didn't know. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Should we find out how many Premier League goals he has scored, just to see how far oh. off you were? Do you want to talk about, uh, to talk about Emma, Emma Raducanu while I find it out? Yes, An incre- ask, incredible I, achievement. Um, oh, did you watch it, cheesy? I can't remember. Yeah, what well, I, I, I I haven't watched. I haven't watched a lot of tennis recently. Um, and the thing that probably struck me the most, I couldn't believe how. The level of the level of tennis that the pair of them played was absolutely amazing, and I know that Raducanu won in straight sets, but I just thought the level of hitting, um, shot selection, just the whole two hours of the whole thing. Like Leila Fernandez was just some of the points that she managed to rescue was just absolutely incredible. Uh, it was such a such a good game of tennis. Uh, either of them could have really won it. There was a couple of there was a couple of points in the match that you thought if one of them would have, if, if the other one would have won it, the, the, the momentum would have been with them. Um, but I think Raducanu started off really well. I think she broke uh, Fernandez in her first game. Then Fernandez broke back. Um, but yeah, to, I mean, to win to win the US Open and not to drop a set and to have played three qualifiers, I think as well, is just fairy tale stuff. Absolute fairy tale. Well, yeah, I think they're coming through qualifiers. So it's not even like at Wimbledon where the British player just gets given a wild card, was it? Like, she's actually sort of done it the hard way, not dropping a set. She seems to have the, the world at her feet now, doesn't she? And just as the, that sort of 
I think it would have been so easy for either of them to sort of, when she got to like the semi-final or something, F1's going, wow, what an incredible achievement. You're so young. So I think, yeah, I've done well to get here. Now it's a bit of a free hit and you come up against the driven opponent who, who then beats you and you're like, oh, everyone goes, oh, well, well done for getting so far. But to be like, no, this is my chance. I'm going to grasp the moment and and to to sort of come through so calmly is, uh, was incredible. Well, I, th- I think that Fernandez had played... A, a, she, obviously, she, she'd not, she dropped sets, but I think she'd also had like match points against her as well or had been in really difficult situations. She'd had the more difficult kind of run, if you want. She'd beaten three of the... She'd beaten three of the top five um, on the way to the final, um, and but then Raducanu had beaten uh, Belinda Bencic in the in the in the semi final. He just won the gold medal at the Olympics. So, but I I don't probably... know, by the way, I don't know how many goals Berbatov scored, but it seems to flash Ross's phone. Yeah. <laughs> Ross is, Ross has found a thingy in the system. He actually has scored more than hundred goals. He's just crashed the internet. And this is like those uh, those 380 games in the Premier League thing all over again, isn't it? He's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's turned out Berbatov scored 110 and he's fuming. <laughs> Instead of facing us. <laughs> he just sacked it off and gone. Yeah. I, but, I mean, the, the Radicani, I'm just glad that there's no more majors this year because you kind of think, oh, no more slams this year because you just think that every time she picks up a tennis racket now is that she's going to win... She's going to win every game of tennis. Well, yeah. and So there was this girl called Andrescu who was like about 18 or 19. She won the US Open a couple of years ago and people thought, oh, she'll go on to be the next great thing. And then she's completely disappeared since. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what will happen. And I think all young sports people, like it doesn't matter what your sport is. And there's always a moment where young people come through, make a great start, sometimes achieve great things. Uh, but like their career has only ever gone in an upward trajectory, and at, like at some point, Raducanu will lose form, or she'll have an injury, yeah. or she'll have a run of losses, and it's like what what you know, and that's the real test of any young sports person is how they can react to that. You know, how can you come back once you've been out of form for a bit? Well, I thought the level of tennis that they both displayed. I thought if they end up on different sides of the draw next year for every like Grand Slam, you could quite easily understand why they would both be in the final, why they would be playing each other as the new Federer and Nadal for the next like t- like fifteen years. Yeah, absolutely. Just that. Just it, I. I think, and I, think I don't know. Thing, the, life can be so much about timing sometimes. As well, like and like this is the moment where. Suddenly, it does look like Serena won't. And you know, Serena isn't what she was. And for the last twenty years, it just feels like it's been Serena versus everybody else in women's tennis. Yeah. Whereas now, it feels like a good moment to be emerging onto. You know, just as we're we're looking to see who the next superstar is going to be. And then you kind of the split side of that on the other draw, uh, on the men's side of the draw. Obviously, Medvedev um, overcame Djokovic uh, to keep Djokovic on twenty Grand Slams, the same as Nadal, the same as Federer. Um, but also as well, um, they the, the, the stat that they put up, I think in the last 64 Grand Slams, there's only four of the slams that have been won by people that aren't Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, Vavrinka and Murray. And I think obviously Dominic Thiem won last year, Medvedev this year, I think Del Potro in 2009, and then there was, a, I think somebody else in 2011 won one. Oh, Chilich won one, yeah. Yeah, Chilich, yeah, that, that was it. And I was like, just complete contrast to the other to, to the ladies' game at the minute. 
Um, but I, I didn't watch. Um, I didn't watch the, the men's final. I mean, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a very big Djokovic fan, and I'm glad Medvedev won. And um, but I feel like whenever Djokovic has played, he's never had the crowd on his side. Like whenever no, he's played he Nadal, whenever. Down as well, didn't he? And and then, but yesterday apparently, like they were when Medvedev was like serving for the game, and they were just screaming that like, they wouldn't show up. Like Feder, like Djokovic had got the 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 crowd on his side. And it turned out that he doesn't need the crowd to win a, a Grand Slam. In fact, the complete opposite. So it was just a very, it was just, a, it was very, it was very strange. I, I, people were commenting on Twitter that it was unfair on Medvedev. He was about to win his first Grand Slam, that he was having to face this hostile environment when he was even like even before he was serving, like when he's normally he's actually normally quiet. So, I mean, Djokovic is still very much in his prime, and you would think that it will only be another another season, but then. You fall into that trap that Serena fell, fell into, where it's only another, it's only another one, it's only another yeah. Trap, and it looks inevitable that they'll win another one, and then all of a sudden, very quickly, you find yourself not. It knows it doesn't happen. No. Like when Liverpool won the league, you know, when Liverpool won the Premier League a couple of years ago, you thought, although it start this time last year, we thought Liverpool were nailed on to win the title. Yeah. Again. It's amazing how quickly sports people and teams can go from looking like they're untouchable to. And so the, I mean, the, the the thing I still can't believe from last season was that Liverpool were top of Christmas. Yeah, myself like everybody like people talk about last season's for Liverpool. Is oh, it was a dreadful season. No, it was a, it was a dreadful like four months. It was a dreadful even two months between the beginning of January and the end of and like and the beginning mid, midway through March was horrifically bad. We well, bad so how long? Um, you you said no striker. How long is it until Allison plays up front? Well, I mean, if, if you need to throw somebody up there, I mean, normally it was it's, normally it was David James that came on for City and played as a striker <laughs> as one of Stuart Pearce's masterstrokes. But um, I, I don't know whether whether something like that ever happens again. I have no idea. But you, you, the crowd almost sensed it. You might you can just see like if, if Liverpool are absolutely desperate for a goal in the Champions League, you just see Allison steaming forward. But I suppose it might have the Ronaldo effect. People know he can score a goal now, so it might take a defender away from somebody <laughs> else. And, Oh, so that's all you want people to occupy the space and to occupy um, other players. Well, I think we've got to take an acceptance that Ross isn't coming back. No, I don't think he is. I think the link is probably uh, the link is probably burst. So um, we will we will publish how many goals Dimitar Berbatov has scored. What a cliffhanger! Yeah, on our on our Twitter feed when we put uh, when we put this out. Um, that's already if. Um, if you some some of Dibitar Berbatov fans already out there know how many Premier League goals. <laughs> how big are we in Bulgaria? Do you know how many how many yellow cards and red cards that he's got? Um, but yeah, we shall uh, we'll we'll post it and then hopefully Ross fixes his uh, his internet um, and we get him back and uh, we get him back next week and find out how his kit launch has gone. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.